Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Yasna Borzov. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together. I hope you are having the most beautiful day. Uh, just a really super quick reminder that Minneapolis Up Level Together Mastermind is coming up end of September. And if you are interested in growing your business, growing your visibility, really growing personally, having going through a huge personal growth, very often that's the biggest chunk of it, then I am, would love love to talk to you, would love to meet you. This program is so incredibly important to me. Every single year we welcome unbelievable humans, very successful, smart and capable into the room and you become a family. You become a group that continues to build each other up and is just such an incredible placeholders for our dreams and all the, the things that we want to accomplish. So if you're interested in, in learning more, please head over to yasnaborza.com forward slash mastermind and check it out. Now, I and you and all of us are in for a treat today. I absolutely am loving conversations with humans with whom I can really go 10 layers deep, if you know what I mean. So this podcast really started as this would be a really good way to share some of the things that I believe in. And now I am just having the most incredible conversations and I am obsessed with, with that. Today, I introduce Jackie Service to you. Jackie is a former corporate executive and turned coach and she is a really dear friend that I met a few months ago. Her presence alone makes you feel so loved and accepted and she's created this unconditioned method after having gone through something so, so, so severe as is waking up Monday and being told that she has a brain tumor. And we really talk about that. I wanted to know how that came to be. What what, what does it feel like as a young mom to receive the news of a having a brain tumor and the healing process that went throughout like this is really 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 important no matter what it is that we do no matter who we are we're going to be hit with some kind of a news or accident or something that happens in our lives and it's up to us to figure out what we want to do with that and we talk about how you know I asked her do we have to get cancer to wake up because very often I feel like sometimes we even wish that upon us right because that would be the the last warning sign and she gives us a really insightful answer about that and she talks about you know goes through the pillars of what it means to be unconditioned and why we have been so conditioned in our society and really how to 
fight against that to reach the equilibrium and real um, health, overall well-being and happiness and success comes from that. I mean, this conversation was just so, so, so insightful, so incredible, so valuable. It will move you. It will give you goosebumps. And I know that it will, it will offer you insight into your own life. So without further ado, here's Jackie. Jackie, welcome to a Bubble Together podcast. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. Are you kidding me? I feel, how long ago was it that we met? Five months ago? I think five months in the flesh, but maybe seven ago on Instagram. Instagram brought us together. Maybe, that's it. Goodness, you know, Instagram gets such a bad rap these days. I'm like, it's just a tool that connects us. You're definitely one of the gifts. I think of that the that connectedness, and I'm so blessed and grateful to have met you in the Fast Foundations Mastermind. It's I feel like I've connected with majority of the people really well, but there are a few people that I'm like, okay, I ha- I I get it. Like we have a we have a more intimate connection that's deeper than just building a business together. It's like layers, and mm-hmm. that's precisely what I want to talk about today. Beautiful. I'm excited to talk to you, and I agree. I think there's this soul connection or soul recognize like we recognize each other at a soul level which is so beautiful and i'm so grateful for the opportunity to come on and speak with you yay okay so for those of you that follow you right now that will end up following you and me observing you from the outside you're really stepping into your own power and i have loved the last few months the way you have been showing up and, and teaching and and we look at you like wow she's just She's really empowered. She's just so in, in her force, in her purpose. But that really wasn't always the case. And I know that. But I would love for us, um, you know, for you to tell us all the journey of, you know, from living the life conditions and um, how that manifested for you. Mm, love that. And I'm just thinking about where to start. And You know, I think if I took you back to um, my early years, how I would explain it to you and to all the listeners is I was living this high performance lifestyle, but I was living it striving. So striving for connectedness, striving for validation, striving for attention without really having true understanding of who I was or who I am. And if I go back to even early adolescence, I was a high performance athlete and I was a swimmer. So I swam for Canada and that lineage was very competitive, but competitive with yourself because a lot of it is an individual sport. So it's not team sport. Yes, there are team elements to it, but I was always competing with my own times and to try to make the next level and to try to, in a way, gain validation from others. And what I noticed is that there was this direct correlation between athletics and then a corporate career. So I went to business school, graduated from business school and was hired as a high performance new grad right out of university into a Fortune 50 organization. Um, so for those that know me, it's PepsiCo, so that's the company. Um, I, won't, I won't leave you hanging, but that's the organization who I worked for, both in Canada and the United States. And that organization is 
creates foundations that are phenomenal for individuals coming out of school with, with business degrees or backgrounds. But what I noticed, more so than the organization, I noticed how I was showing up. So a lot of the similarities of this like high performance striving type of mentality showed up in corporate. So what was the next title? How was I going to get there? Who did I need to mentor with or network with? Or what was the political avenue here? And it was always very focused on trying to gain validation from others. And it's really interesting because I always talk about with clients like this world of striving to thriving. Like thriving to me is like an internal understanding of self, reckoning of self. And this like chapter one of my life was very much focused on the external validation. Well, that's, you have literally, as I'm listening, because when I, when people talk on these, on these episodes, I'm trying really hard not to prep my next question, but like truly, you know, take it in. I have a very interesting question that I want to ask, um, you know, and I was like, I could ask it later, but want to talk hear more about about your story about where this striving may be showing up even when we're outside of the corporate culture but we'll get to that so that's you and I identify I was a striver in a corporate culture as well it's like you're only as good as your last quota right and that really messes with your head and Mm -hmm. for me it resulted in series of miscarriages but I know that for you it also Definitely, definitely had a really, really big wake-up call. Would you walk us through that? Because that's kind of a, a impetus for change for you. Absolutely. I call it my greatest catalyst right now. Mm. And, and obviously, in hindsight, you can always look back on these experiences in life at such a different, through such a different lens than when you're in it. And so I'm going to try to give you this perspective from the moment of how I felt in it so that you can maybe go through that experience with me. But so just as you mentioned, I was always thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next, the next thing, the next role, the next title, how was I going to become, you know, this title a VP by the time I was 30 or under um, was kind of this goal that I had set for myself. And I have no idea where that goal came from, but that's what I was striving towards. And it was in my 27th year, again, growing up as an athlete, I was very in tune with my body. So I was always just in tune with health and wellness and um, carry that through into my life as well. And I started to notice some very interesting um, symptoms, I guess, that continued to show up. And at the age I was at, it just didn't start, it, the correlations weren't there. It didn't make sense. Something had to have been off. And so example, uh, my hair was falling out. So, you know, why was that happening? Um, weight gain became an issue. So I was gaining this weight that I couldn't lose. And, and to be real, like I've had my own share of like weight issues. I'm sure a lot of women can relate to that. Um, but I was an athlete. I knew how to gain and lose five pounds pretty damn quickly. And I knew the systems that work for my body and what has always worked for my body. And all of those things seemed to go out the window and stop working. And, um, and energy was low. I would say my energy just in general was low, but I find as a culture, we're so conditioned to just make it about other things, right? Oh, I had a busy week at work or I'm having this issue in my relationships or whatever, insert whatever other um, external reason you think your energy's low. 
but there was just like nagging. There was this mm. inner nagging voice that kept saying like, Jackie, there's something more, there's something more, there's something more. Yes, yeah, so I went through a year of going to doctors and everyone would look at me and be like, you are perfectly healthy. Your wow. blood work comes back, scotch clean. There's absolutely nothing going on with you. And yet this inner voice kept showing up. You just you know. know. You You'd ignore it for a little and then you'd say like, no, this, there's something going on that's at a deeper level here. And so I finally um, found a practitioner that I went to and I said, listen, I've heard no from everyone. I'm telling you there's something going on and I'd like like the full body, everything, uh, whatever test you can run, let's run it because I'm telling you, I know that there's something going on within my body. And I remember the date, October 25th, 2012. And I walked into this physician's office and my background was in human resources and corporate. I know the energy of a room when there's about to be a difficult message. Right. I know, you know it too. There's just a, there's a different vibration of the energy in the room. I walked into that room and I thought, God, this doctor's about to tell me something. I have no idea what it is, but I could just sense it. And I know there was a lot more said that day, but I'll tell you, these are the only words I heard. Jackie, you have a brain tumor. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it felt. It kind of mm -hmm. knocked the wind out of you, mm -hmm. out of me. How do you even respond to something like that? Mm -hmm. When we get difficult messages as humans, we really hear very, very limited things. And the rest of our, you know, the rest of our brain kind of shuts down. So we are only holding on and grasping to the one or two things that we hear in that, in that type of context. And I remember like walking, it was almost like somebody had put slow-mo on a movie mm. and you know, the walls started to close in. I was, I remember walking out of that um, physician's office and feeling like people were walking towards me and smiling and laughing. And my world had just really shifted. And I didn't know, I think, I think the fear that came out of that day and the fear that lived with me for a couple months post was this unknowingness of what it really meant. It felt, um, it felt fairly terrifying because as humans, and, and you know this, we're so conditioned to create stories. Mm -hmm. And so all of these stories ended up down this path of really me for the first time in my life looking at my own mortality. You know, that, I've been that's some heavy stuff. How old were you at the time? 27. I mean, 27. That's, that's, it's like at that age, we're supposed to still be figuring out who we are, right? Now dealing with something it's so, um, I think heavy. And yeah, of course that would shift your, like everything in your life. But I'm just, it, I, I'm just, I'm staying here like so closely. I don't want to interrupt. Keep going. Yeah. And, and you're right. Right. Like at 27, I, I'll tell you, and I think this is how we connect. I have always had an old soul. Mm. There was always this like knowingness or wisdom or something more to me than um, an age. And I always resonated with people that from an age perspective were a bit older than me. I just connected at a deeper level. And this journey led, I'll, I'll keep you in the moment right now, I think that's important to just help people understand that. Obviously in hindsight, I can, I can speak about all the gifts it's been, but in the moment it did not feel like a gift. 
in the moment it felt heavy and dark and confusing and sad and lonely and very, very fear-based energy. And a lot of it was there was no real understanding of what the tumor meant. Was it benign? Was it, was it, what, what kind of tumor was it? What type of, um, did it mean surgery? Did it mean no surgery? Like all of these questions were coming up. But again, I would say the thing that kept showing up for me is like, we just don't know in life. There is no certainty in life. And again, I had been around death. I had seen death um, in family members and people very close to me. I was not, um, death had never, like I, I was exposed to it. But I think when the mirror comes up and we're now faced to look at our own mortality, it really gives us a new perspective and quickly shifts things. Mm-hmm. And so I talk about this being my greatest catalyst and it truly was, it was a catalyst that led me down this path of being open to things I had never been open to before and starting down this path of listening to my intuition and this inner voice a little bit more um, seriously. Cause it was the thing that kept showing up for me that I kept pushing to learn more about this health, uh, what was going on with my body because of this little inner voice that kept chattering with me. And so the next number of months just started this really interesting series of major life decisions, but at the same time, the start of what I will call an awakening of self. Wow, that's, that's pretty darn powerful, isn't it? It really was. And, you know, sometimes people ask the question, right? Like, did this have to happen for you to go down this path? Or was this just the path that you were destined to go on? (laughs) That was one of my questions. I stole your thunder. (laughs) Do you want to ask it then? Because I'll go. (laughs) No, go for it. Well, the the way the, I think that we all have these little nudges that something's off. Yeah. And I had it, I know that I had it and ignored it for a number of years. And for me, it manifested at, at infertility for six years. Mm. And it, so it was like this miscarriage after miscarriage after And the body's like, are you listening? How many do you need? Here's five, here's six, here's like, you know what I mean? And I really, right now, I know that my body's always talking to me. That's my belief. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it. If I, my hands start tingling or I have a headache two days in a row, I'm like, something's off. It's not just that I didn't get enough water or that, you know, whatever, I'm low on magnesium. Like something is off. I'm always paying attention because I don't want it to get bigger. I would love to get your thoughts on that. Mm, Space that I love. You're talking my language now. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, I think the body is always speaking to us. I think it's always speaking to us and, and it's all connected. And here's the, here's the magic of life, right? We don't even have to think about blood throwing, flowing through our body, breathing, you know, all the things that our body is like miraculously just doing day to day. And we just take it for granted and don't even take time to tune in and think about it. And yet, it's there showing up for us every day and giving us messages and cues of where, where are we off? You know, I, I actually call it my compass now. 
Like there is a compass of life for me, which is all around this. It manifested through a brain tumor, but it's much bigger than that, you know, and I'll talk about the healing process and, and let people know where I'm at today, but it's this compass of life. And when things start to show up in my health, I know it's because I'm out of alignment with myself. Oh, that's going to be something I have to cut out. Say that again and elaborate on it, please. Because this is, you're saying something so incredibly important. I have gooses all over my body right now. Because we're in alignment with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so the message is when our body is giving us these signals and signs, and they can show up in mul multiple different ways. I work with clients, and so do you, that they, it does show up in multiple different ways. You know, it can be energy, it can be, um, I'm not sleeping well at night, it can be um, digestive issues, it can be heart issues, it can be, you know, um, I have a sore throat all the time where I keep getting these chronic pains in my body. These are signals and signs that we are out of alignment with ourselves. And I always talk about disease because a lot of people called my tumor a disease. When I break the word down, and this comes from the late uh, Louise Hay, who I love, and the whole you know Hay House community has definitely been a part of my healing journey. But Louise always talked about disease, when you break it down, is dis-ease. You're uncomfortable with yourself. There's something showing up here that you need to look at a little bit closer. Wake up. Wake up. And so for me, my wake up call was a two by four across the head because that's what I needed. Wow. But that, that is so, this is, I think we're having conversations that are way too important and that really counter the, the, the mainstream knowledge of like, oh, I have a low back pain because I've been lifting a lot or I said wrong in the wrong ways. Like, you know, you sit in a wrong position very often and nothing happens right? It's like the body always manifests. And I think we need to start having these conversations. This is like, I literally am having right now an, an aha moment after an aha moment. Um, because I don't want us to have a tumor, a brain tumor to, to wake up. So mm -hmm. the $3 million question is, tell me the update on the tumor, because now we all want to know. <laughs> It's like a cliffhanger. What's well, it's a total cliffhanger. What was it, right? And then how? What was the process of like really becoming becoming unconditioned, which is something I really want us to talk about today. Mm, yes, I won't leave you on the cliffhanger because sometimes I do that because I've just lived in and I forget to wrap it up with people. So, um, so the tumor came out to be benign, which was such a such a gift and such a blessing. Yet it was still a part of my body and it was still interrupting other, um, other parts of my body. So I'll get, I'll get more specific with you. The tumor was, ended up being um, found in my pituitary gland. And your pituitary gland is your hormone base. Like that is where the whole endocrine system is kind of collected there. And that's where it's the base of every hormone that you have. It's also just so happens to be in the middle of your head. And it also just happens to be from a spiritual lineage, your third eye. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. Which is your intuition. And you, I know you know, but for the listeners that aren't 
familiar with the chakra system as well, it's really about intuition and like this deeper connectedness to self and beyond. And so I went down this path of finding out it was benign and moving through the Western medicine system. And I worked with some amazing practitioners and they served me in such a beautiful way. But what I found is I was starting to listen to this intuition, these little signals uh, a lot more frequently because here's the truth. They were starting to lead me down this path where I was finding myself and healing. Mm. And it all started. I can remember the day it started. It started because my idea at that time of self-care was going and getting a massage. Yep. I didn't know anything beyond oh, that sounds lovely. I'll go and relax for an hour and get a massage. And I walked into this RMT's office and she looked me dead in the eye and said, sweetheart, I don't think you're here for massage. I'm also an energy healer. I do Reiki. Would you be open to it? Mm. And I was broken open. I had no, like I was not, I had no I was open to trying anything at this point in time. I was kind of at my rock bottom moment in life. Um, and so I just said, yes. And yes, started to open all of these doors for me and led me down this path of deep inner working healings and working down a more Eastern, traditional Eastern medicine um, path with spiritual coaches and um, some shamans and spiritual journeys and energy healers and Reiki healing and yoga and um, meditation and down that path of really trying to tap into who I was. And that was just what started to happen is as I started to uncover and I use the word unconditioned, because I believe we're conditioned in this life. As I start to like peel back the onion and really start to find out who I am I started to notice that I would go and get these MRIs in the Western med medical practice and my surgeon, my doctor would say to me, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it because your tumor is now shrunk in half. Your tumor is now a fourth of the size. Your tumor is now an eighth of the size. Jackie, I don't see the tumor on this picture anymore. Oh my goodness. This is, this is just absolutely incredible and as an absolute proof that that literally we can heal ourselves, right? Louise, hey, you can heal your life. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of it is we can really start to tap into who we are. And my story was, this was the way for me. And I'm not saying that you can't use combination of both. And I absolutely did. But what I noticed is there was this direct correlation of, as I kept going down this path of a real reckoning of who I am and a real connectedness of myself and spirit much greater than self. I started to realize that I could use the energy that is abundant and available to all of us to start to really heal my physical being on this earth plane, which I say that now in hindsight, in the moment, I just kept going down these experiences that felt good. Right? Like I, I couldn't explain this to you six years ago, but today I can because I've learned and I've understood and I've taken courses and I've invested in those programs to really understand what's happening to me here. Oh, no, I, no. As, as, I'm, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, wow, there's like, I, there's so many things that are so many correlations between, between uh, so many journeys of, of similar stories that I've heard. Mm -hmm. So 
one of what I'm hearing you say is, well, first, um, I want everyone who's listening to this in any kind of dis-ease, discomfort, something is off, like whether it's, it's, you know, fatigue or an actual physical ailment, something in the body or something, even the mind, just like not feeling, feeling okay. Um, the, the Thomas More in The Dark Nights of the Soul talks about the depression being a wake-up call. Like that's your nudge that you are out of alignment using your language. So you're, 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 you're teaching us this, but you are such a big proponent that a lot of this actually comes from being conditioned in the world we're in, where we are ought to act a certain way and be someone other than who we truly are. And that just blocks the this expression and flow of energy and i you know would love for you to describe what me being conditioned means and then give us the other uh, side of that what does unconditioned mean for you Mm. i love that so conditioned for me and where this word really came from is obviously lived experience. And I think lived experience is often our greatest teacher. But then I started to see the same trends show up in my friends and my family and my clients. And it was this conditioned belief pattern of maybe the societies and cultures that were raised in media and what media is telling us is good or not good. Um, in our education systems, really, if we think about any major systems that we have in our in our world right now, which is really defined by a patriarchy, it, we, we break down these, these walls and we start to realize like we're essentially defining people by titles or by where they were from or by the story in which they're living. And, um, and I started to see these trends come up time and time again that, wow, it really feels like we're conditioned to be somebody that fits the mold, the patriarchy, society, media, that this is right and this is wrong versus this belief system that I started to find through this healing journey of myself that, wow, when I just like let go of the noise and start to peel away this noise of life that I've been so conditioned by, I can actually hear myself think for the first time. I can actually start to feel my own body for the first time of how I want to feel. And I think we can condition ourselves to live a life which we want to live, because I think that is resiliency and and, uh, creation in total. But I think there has to be this unconditioning process first to find yourself, know who you are at a core level, so that we can start to recondition ourselves to this life that we really want to create in in the world. And that's uh, uh, showing up as unconditioned. And I, I want to talk about that. There was a video that you have created that was so utterly moving and brilliant. This, your story, you, I mean, I don't want to give out too much, but it's, it's, um, uh, it, it was so heartfelt. And I think anyone who has ever suffered anything or was lost in any kind of way will, will um, I think, relate to that. And they, all they have to do is go to your website and, and see, the, uh, see the video. You've created this the signature pro, uh, program called Unconditioned, where there's actual pillars of removing those layers of conditioning and becoming, you know, um, more free, more of ourselves. Which is basically using what you have learned. Because when we go through that process, 
my dear goodness, you get downloaded. You like you're given all of this because you're so receptive. Because you have, you will take anything. You're not stubborn anymore. Mm. You have used that and created this incredible program. I would love for you to walk us through the pillars of the unconditioning. Like, what are the steps to to in in your unconditioned program? Mm. Yeah, thank you for that. I think. I think as I think about back to this, so this was the catalyst for me to change. And then I continued to live through this experience of personal growth and self self discovery and spirituality and down this path. And what I continue to see is that as many courses as I went to and as many coaches as I worked with and spiritual healers that I worked with, I kept coming back to the same principles time and time again. And this really came from a place of my own lived experience But then I started to think like other people are maybe needing something like this too. So how can I serve? How can I use my experience to then create something to serve others who may be feeling like me in this process? And so not having to wait for seven years for this to be, you know, created, but could I create a little bit of a roadmap for people so that they can get there faster or they can wake up without having to have the brain tumor? Because I think there's always these little inner voices. If we tune in, we can really listen to them. Mine, um, I was very stubborn. So I think I needed the two by four. This was my journey and my story. I don't think everyone needs this big of a wake up call. I think it's always available to us if we're willing to go there. And so I ended up coming up with these six steps. They're six pillars and they're in essence just a way to start to figure out who you are and create an awareness. And number one is the one that trips people up the most, the one I come back to the most, the one I need to be reminded of all the time. And it's, there's power in the pause. Mm. There's power in the pause. Yet we're in a society that's so conditioned to believe that the hustle and grind is actually going to get us further. It's just so hard. I'm listening to you right now. You and I both know this, but I'm like, oh my goodness, I have been so silent in my business for a month. I'm like, oh, yet I'm filling myself with like with goodness that 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 just can't be explained. But this is difficult for us to ingest. It is a 180 of what we have been taught to do in our life. Mm-hmm. You know so- what? So what do you mean? So describe what you mean by pause so people know. You and I both know what we're talking about, but sometimes I feel like we're talking a foreign language. Describe what you mean by pause. Stop doing. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get more more specific, but that was the first thing that came through very clearly. Um, We live in this world of to-do list and you know, checking the boxes and hustling and grinding and trying to be all of these things. And when we're in that noise, we can't hear ourselves think. We can't intuitively tap in. We can't understand what's happening physically in our body, emotionally, spiritually. We're not in tune to any of that. And so what power in the pause is, is pulling you out of that world and injecting you into a moment of stillness, into, into a moment of white space. And that can mean very different things for every human. That can mean 20 minutes of meditation and stillness in the morning. That can mean a weekend spiritual retreat. That can mean a one-hour Reiki session. That can mean you in nature walking without headphones, without a podcast, without anything like just go and see what comes to you. 
And I will tell you in every single one of those white spaces and pause moments that I have created in my own life have been where the biggest, most significant, beautiful breakthroughs have happened. I, I was just like so excited about this conversation, eating out of your hand right now. <laughs> I love that. And that is something that we really have to repeat and teach over and over because I find that very difficult or I used to find that difficult to do. This would be a really appropriate time, if you don't mind, to ask you the question that I wanted to ask you at the beginning. So a lot of the people that are listening to the podcast are wanting to do their own thing. They're giving birth to a beautiful idea, learning that they, they want to create. And the corporate culture has the striving and the doing only as good as what it is that you produce. I have caught myself so often in my own business, 11 years in, being in the same state of striving, not enough, needing to produce. And for me, Instagram has made that so much worse because mm -hmm. I'm always on. Mm -hmm. So it's a very intentional, uh, very, very intentional, you know, you and I have talked about detoxes and intentionally stepping away, not being pulled in. Yet, sometimes the livelihood of our business is dependent on us being fully on all the time. Your thoughts? My friend, you and I both, both struggle with this. And I know people that are listening struggle with this as well. Here's the reality though, right? It's, it's, I go back to that statement of it's in those spaces where the magic is happening and unfolding because there's power there. There's a power that's beyond just Yasna and Jackie having this conversation on a podcast. It's, it's a deeper innate level. It's a connectedness to something bigger than ourselves. It's for me, when I really break it down and I get clear and have clarity on my mission, my mission is to rise global consciousness. Mm. My mission is to wake people up. My mission is to serve. So if I'm not aligned with that mission, and that part of that alignment is taking white space, turning off my phone, saying no, and showing people there's a different way. Showing people that the patriarchy doesn't have to be the all end be all and that there's other ways that we can make this happen for ourselves. I think you and I need to be leaders in that space and continuing to drive that and to talk about when we do go offline, what, what comes out of that? Mm -hmm. What, are we feeling more fulfilled? Are we feeling fueled up? Are we able to now serve at a different level versus getting into the game of grinding and continuing to do the same repeat behaviors over and over and expecting any different results? So there's a, there's a really fine line. We have to understand the, grease is, the grass is not greener. It's, and I think that it's almost possible for us to um, thrive, I suppose, even in a corporate culture, should we press the pause and learn how to implement that while maintaining that sanity, which is so, which is so important. You know, I, uh, I interviewed Michael Gelb, who um, wrote the book, the How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. And he said, he's like, he walks every single day and he said 20 minutes in the nature every single day was Da Vinci, like huge proponent of how to develop genius and have direct access to God and the universe. And I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, if you have that, then you have everything else figured out. And I always find when I do that, my day is better and things just, they just work out. They just simply do. 
So there's an incredible, I mean, that we're spending so much time on this principle, but I think it is, I mean, you nailed it. It's worth repeating over and over because it's so important. And I just love that you teach this. I love it so much. And here's the thing, and I, I know we're going to continue on. I will tell you the other pillars will move through a little bit faster because this is the one I always come back to for myself and for my clients. And here, here's the reality. I talked about the compass being my, um, being my tumor and being my, my health and my physical being. Guess what? When I start grinding too much, my body shifts out of alignment. And so I need to be mindful of that and proactively start to hold the space for white space, create the space for white space, tell myself when and where that's going to happen, communicate that to my community and people that I serve so that I can hold that space to shift back into alignment. That is a piece of what I need to be in alignment. And it is a non-negotiable in my life. And that's something I have had to create and practice to continue to go back to time and time again. Because the minute I start to um, physically start to see ailment in my body, I go, I need to pause. It's just my like reaction now. Oh, what do I need to learn here? Let's go get still for a minute. Pull back. But you know that. And just an, uh, an, an affirmation that you too, everyone falls into that not over and over and over again. But you get out of it quicker. You can recognize it much faster. So this is brilliant because people think like, well, you have it figured out. It's easy for you. I'm like, it's a constant practice. It is like, it's not just constant. It's like a daily decision, <laughs> my friend. Like this is a journey. And I think to your point, even we, you and I both have been guilty of this. We look up to people and we think, oh, you know, they, they have what I want or they have it figured out. No, every time I meet these people, it's like, it's a part of their journey and they're resilient and continuing to practice things that help them stay in alignment versus moving out of alignment itself. That is so, so, so true. Okay, walk me. We're like, I could, we could stay here just for know, an hour. So walk me through other pillars of your unconditioned program. Okay, so we're slowing people down. We're stopping them for a second. And then we're starting to look at their life. So we're starting to monitor the energy of their life and starting to get clear on what's giving them energy and what's taking away energy. Okay, okay? and something simple for your listeners that are on here, literally grab a piece of paper make two columns, put a plus sign and a minus sign and do a 24 hour challenge. So what is giving you energy? Write it on the plus side. What is taking away energy or makes you feel very fatigued or exhausted after? Write it on the negative side. Just start to notice and become aware of that monitoring, monitoring your energy. Why? Because then I think it's really important to start to simplify your life and start to create themes and trends of, oh, these are the areas of my life that really serve me and help me stay in alignment, speaking the language we've been talking throughout today. And hmm, interesting, these are some themes that keep showing up for me, whether they're relationships, whether it's career focus, whether it's food and nutrition and health. But these are the themes that keep showing up for me that, quite frankly, aren't serving me. Mm. Okay. And that question now becomes, what do we need to do with that? And how do we start to navigate that? Because you and I both know about the power of surrendering and letting go. And that is not easy. That is not easy work. And that's a constant as well. Until it is. Until it is, until you just do it, because you start to become clear of what gives you energy and what doesn't. <laughs> yeah, so the, the program is really beautifully layered because it, 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 we just say, well, just surrender. And like, but how? Like, I want to surrender, but how? But if you go through this process, it's, a, it's the only outcome because you've yeah. been prepped for it. Yes, 
Because from there, once we get really clear on simplifying, we actually start to move you into more of a replenishment plan. So fueling up and really creating that plan for your life of all major aspects that are important to you to start to create your, start to think through your non-negotiables and the habits that you want to bring into your life. And you know that we can't have non-negotiables in our life without clear boundaries. Mm. And so boundaries is a big thing that I also tend to come back to because when people start to allow energy into their life that isn't serving them, it's often because there's been a boundary that's been breached or it's starting to crumble, or maybe, you know, we do have the boundary, but we've been a little bit flexible with that boundary with this particular situation. And so boundaries I find are extremely important, especially for the high performance woman who has been so used to being conditioned to being a yes ma'am and a people pleaser. Hello, any other recovering people pleasers right here? Yep, yeah. um, but that is really difficult for us. So we always have to come back. And if things aren't working out um, for our greatest good, then I start to go back and say, is there a boundary here that's being, um, that isn't that I'm not holding true to myself? And the intention of this program is to get you to the last place, which is really the core pillars of your life. I see so frequently people that come to me and say, listen, I've read all the books. This is what everyone's telling me to do. I've put every habit into practice that is out there and none of them work for me. Mm. And my first question is, do you have clarity on what you want? Because if we're not clear on what we want and we don't have our core pillars really rooted and certain and clear, then all of a sudden we're back in that spiral of trying to people please or doing what everyone else says we should do. Mm -hmm. So the intention of this program is for you to get really crystal clear on what are the elements of your life that are so rooted and important to you. Themes, one of my themes is health. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. Okay. So under health then, how do you now create your two, three, four non-negotiables that are going to show up in your days, your weeks, your months, and your years. Mm -hmm. and, and that is where you get rooted and grounded in creating a plan for yourself over the months, the years, and beyond. And often, I will tell you in my life, when something's gone off track, if I just go back to that one page that I created six years ago that I keep refining and continue to expand upon, something is out of alignment on that page. Yep. It's, it's, it happens every single time. And I think it's cyclical. We get really aligned and it feels really good. And then we get excited. And then I think it's, it's, we have to be a rinse and repeat process. Because for me, for us, if I'm really not tending to it and I get very excited, three months in, it needs tending again. And um, even when I'm feeling, one of the things that I've noticed when I'm feeling really, really excited, I went to see my acupuncturist. I'm like, I'm right now, I'm so happy. And she's like, you're running really hot. Like you have so much fire in you. It manifests, right. Yeah. It manifests like as joy for a lot of people, manifest anger, right? For me, it's joy. But she's like, even that is just too much. It's creating an unbalance in your body. I'm like, how can too much joy be bad? But it's like, it's, it's letting yourself not be controlled by it, but just kind of being monitoring that uh, a little bit more. You know, Jackie, what's an antidote? And this is, you know, let's see if we can have a really like, what's a, a one-liner, an antidote to people-pleasing. Mm, I am enough. Oh, but how do you anchor that? 
would love your thoughts. That's so beautiful. I'm like, I'm gonna just go with what's coming through for me right now. How do you anchor that? I think this is where the work comes in. Mm. I think this is the daily, building the daily resilience, building the daily tools of empowerment and choice and surrounding ourselves with people that you're a great example of this for me. You were such a beautiful friend who is standing beside me always, but will also challenge me when I start to move out of alignment. You know, I think we need to sometimes challenge. You're surprised. Yes. (laughs) I didn't know that I do that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you call people. You call people on the truth, which is what I love about you. Something that's so beautiful. Uh, Many people would not call it beautiful, but (laughs) thanks. It's whatever is of value to you, right? And to me, that is a beautiful thing. I mean, listen, Brene Brown is, you know, preached to Brene Brown with all of the I am enough work that she does. It is a constant for me because I am a serial people pleaser. I get trapped up in it very quickly. I want to be loved and validated, as I think many of us do. And when I look at that through the lens of myself, I start to see that I'm looking again outside of myself for answers that are only ever going to be found within. Wow. So the people pleasing then becomes a form of dis-ease. Yeah. And it's an indicator that we have to do the work. Mm. What a beautiful way of framing it. Yes. Okay. Well, you said it. I just, I just put it together. It's really incredible. Thank you for that. But that's a really, I think that's helpful for me. Sometimes putting things in in such a way, just like, oh, oh, that's interesting. Like this just doesn't mean that means uh, it doesn't mean that I'm not good enough. It just means that I have to do the work. Being invited to do the work. Um, I feel the same about depression and anxiety. The moment you feel a kick of anxiety is like. It just means you have to go back to the, you know, pause because you're being called to something, something else. Jackie, what do you want your legacy to be? Mm. I believe that I'm here to support people on, on a journey to wake up. You know, I think my legacy will be to have people really recognize who they are at the core and what they're here to serve in this, in this world. And so I always go back to like, my mission is to rise global consciousness. What does that mean to me? That means to wake people up because I see so many asleep at the wheel and living this conditioned lifestyle. And I want people to know their core and their truth and their depth and why they are here in this, on this planet. I love that so much. I have been, you and I have been chatting on, uh, on Instagram and I have been feeling such a call to pivot because I'm finding myself teaching about the things that are relevant to a lot of, our, a lot of my clients. But I want to talk about the things we don't talk about. So there's, there's, so, much more, there's so much more meat there. All right, let's, um, let me ask you some really quick question. Um, the first thing that comes to mind uh, as mm-hmm. an answer. Best book. Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Love that one. Life is? Love. (laughs) My current struggle is? People pleasing. 
<laughs> I love that so much. Having faith means a connectedness to something greater than ourselves. Mm. Best advice I was ever given. Mm. That everything in life breaks down to love or fear. Oh. And when I can look at it through that lens of, is this coming from a place of love or is this coming from a place of fear? It provides me instant perspective and the sense of gratitude of, of an awareness or recognizing of where this is really coming from in my life. Wow, that's a brilliant way to look at life. It just in, immediately you get to check with yourself about whether you're a track or not, and you can uh, adjust accordingly. Or oh, I love that so, so, so much. So for everyone that has been listening to this, I really can't, uh, I can't stress enough, uh, enough. <laughs> I am just so, um, I think, very enamored with who you are as a human and this incredible teacher. I think people really got a taste for the, your depth and the wisdom. And there is, the, I, I personally vouch for, for you and this beautiful program that you have created. It's absolutely incredible. For anyone that's feeling any kind of dis-ease, which is, according to all the studies, majority of us, mm -hmm. they would like to go on that journey of exploring who they are and, and how to heal and, and, and feel more aligned and feel more unconditioned. So if you're listening to this, uh, we will have your information on, on the podcast related. They can come in and find you. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you and, and get to know you? Is it the website or Instagram? I think to get to know me, you know, this, I hang out on Instagram quite a bit <laughs> and uh, maybe too much, although I do do digital detox. So you'll know if that's coming up. Um, but send me a DM. I love to video chat with people privately or voice chat with people privately. And I always encourage people, if you have been curious about coaching or curious about this, this world or anything that we said, let's hop on a quick call and get to know one another. Because I think human connection at the core is having these conversations and really going below the surface level, which is something that is you and I are so passionate about. So true. I love you dearly. I cannot Thank you for just a gem after gem. I have like profoundly enjoyed this conversation and I really look forward to um, seeing all the magnificent thing, the things that you do because I know that you are going to raise the consciousness of this planet. I know it for a fact. Mm, I love you so much and my heart is so full from today. So honored, privileged, and so grateful for you in my life. Likewise. Thank you, dear. I'll talk soon. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together. <laughs>